Well, this morning we have a special treat. That's you. <laughs> Jen, this morning, of course, Jen would normally be in the children's church. She leads our children's ministry, and uh, she's always back there with the kids and everything. But uh, I asked her to be in here with us this morning because we kind of have a special service uh, plan for Thanksgiving. And I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving is such a, a special time of the year for me. Um, I always start around this time just really thinking about all the things that God has done in my life. And uh, there's just too many to count, you know, too many, too many to list. Even though I usually will try to list them and write them out, I'll journal about it a little bit. Sometimes um, I'll write thank you cards to certain people in my life around this time of the year just to say, you know, thank you and express that, that gratitude. And that was really the purpose of Thanksgiving was to, to cause us to pause. And remember, there were a lot of things in Scripture like that where God would have them do certain festivals and events that would cause them to remember what God had done. Because I think it's part of the sin nature that we forget so easily. Um, and even if at times we're thankful, we can find ourselves being unthankful just because we forget and then we're, we're not focusing on the right things. One of those things that we use to bring to remembrance in the church is communion. And we're going to actually do that at the end of service today. We're going to receive communion together as, as a church. And the, you know, the bread and the, the juice, it helps us to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So we were talking, we've been talking for the last several weeks kind of about this service, and actually you had the idea of, of some things that we wanted to talk about this morning and, and um, just, you know, give thanks to our church and talk about the things that we were thankful for and what, what God had done. So, Amen. Amen. <laughs> so. Well, there's a, a lot of new faces. Obviously, you figured out by now that I'm his sweet wife. Um, Sweet, a lot more than that. Sweet underline, you know. You know. Uh, but we are, we're so thankful. Um, and it, I don't know, I just love the Lord. I know that this is an American holiday, but it's just, especially uh, after coming out of COVID year 21, we just have so much to be thankful for. And we are in such a blessed country. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes the more blessed you are, the more selfish you can be That's actually. Right. And so we've right. just really tried to be so thankful. And 2020, that was something we focused on. Okay, there's a lot of go stuff going on, but what can we be thankful for right now? Yeah. And um, so it's... And, and before we get... We're going to get into some specific things that we wanted to talk about that relate to you guys. But just wanted to read a few, a few scriptures this morning that we've been kind of meditating on as we think about all of this. One is uh, Psalm chapter 103. And it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, remember that uh, we've been talking about spirit, soul, and body for the last several weeks. And this is an interesting verse because we pray they're all right, Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So David here is talking to his soul. Now, remember, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. How many of you know your spirit never has a problem praising God. Your spirit never has a problem worshiping God. Your spirit has been born again. Your spirit is like God. Your spirit is filled with the Holy Spirit of God. But how many of you struggle sometimes in your mind, or as he says, in your soul? 
In other words, your, your mind, your will, and your emotions just don't feel like praising God because of something that has gone on, something that's happened in your life, uh, maybe some, you know, something in your health, something in your, in your family. So David says, bless the Lord, O my soul. In other words, he gives his soul a command. He says, you are going to bless the Lord. And I don't care how you feel because your emotions and, and all that are fickle. So he says, I'm going to command you to bless the Lord Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Have you ever had times in your life where you did not feel like blessing the Lord? You ever had times in your life where you felt disappointed? You ever had times in your life where you, you had questions about something that happened, maybe that you felt like God did or didn't do? If you ever found yourself in a situation or a time like that, look, you don't have to be super spiritual and pretend like you never had thoughts like that. Uh, you're not more spiritual than David. He had thoughts like that. We've all had thoughts like that of, God, I trust you, but I don't understand why in this moment. And I love David, David's answer for that. He came to this place where he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Whether I understand it, whether I don't, whether I'm feeling depressed or not, angry or not, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bless the Lord with all that is within me. I'm going to bless his holy name. Then he says, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Everybody say, forget not. Forget not not all of his benefits. If you really want to know what ungratefulness is, it's just forgetting. It is forgetting the, the good things that God has done. And what is thankfulness? It's magnifying and amplifying the good things and forgetting the negative things. That's really what it is. Both of them have to do with forgetfulness. That's why Paul said, I forget those things that are behind. And I look ahead and and I think about what God is doing and what God's doing now. So we all have things in our life that we need to forget. We have some negative things, some disastrous things, some pain, some hurts that we need to forget. And we need to remember the benefits of serving God. We need to remember the good things that God has done in in our lives. So he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. And then he begins to list a few. He said, who forgives all your iniquity. How many of you are glad you have forgiveness in the Lord this morning? Look, in all seriousness, if that was literally the only thing in your life that you had to be thankful for, that'd be enough. Because that has to do with eternity. If all of your life on this planet was a, a living hell, you still have eternity in front of you. And all of your sins are forgiven and you're righteous before God and your eternity is secure with God, providing that you're a believer. So no matter what things you have in your life, you can always choose to give thanks for that one thing right there. He forgives all my iniquities. Amen. He continues on. Who heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? These are all things that David had experienced that he's choosing to list in a moment that he doesn't necessarily feel like giving praise. But he's choosing to list it in that moment. How many of you believe this week that uh, our soul could benefit from doing that exact same exercise? Just forgetting a few things, quit meditating on it, quit soaking in it, quit thinking about all the bad things and just go, you know what, I'm going to remember all the good things that God has done. And actually, we want to do that this morning with you guys. Just some of the things in the church, some of the things uh, that we're grateful for and thankful for. And so uh, the first thing that we wanted to talk about 
was this, this uh, past couple years that we've experienced with COVID. And uh, I think you were the one that made this point. You, sa- <clears throat> you said a healthy church doesn't just happen, but it has a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and there are lots of people involved that, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't see. Mm-hmm. And we are very blessed and very grateful for that. Absolutely. There's... Um you probably had the numbers. You're good at numbers. Uh, there are, how, I think there's 30 or 40 people behind the scenes just this morning that made this morning possible. Um, I think that One Life is so blessed because it's not just Pastor and I and the staff. There's hundreds yep. of mm-hmm. volunteers that are working and making this happen. And they don't just work. They show up with a heart. It doesn't matter what happened maybe five minutes before they walk through the door. They show up. They put a smile on their face. You see it. They greet you, but they love on your children. They love on your students. It, no matter what happened five minutes before, and I've heard some of their stories that People have had their vehicles break down, like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, well, no, it's okay. So, you know, that just that says something about you guys. Mm-hmm. You can just show up. You've seen this in the workplace. You can just show up, or you can show up and say, okay, I'm doing this for the kingdom. Yeah, and I, and I think that's such a good point that you were making about, you know, the, you, we come every Sunday, and we reap the benefits mm-hmm but we don't always know what exactly went into it, you know. And like you said, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that are happening during the week. And then on Sunday morning, a lot of volunteers that are given of their time to pull everything off. And this specifically became very, very apparent during COVID. Because if y'all remember, (laughs) y'all hadn't forgot already. If y'all did, y'all really giving thanks to the Lord for getting those things that are behind but COVID was, uh, uh, it was challenging for a lot of churches and still is. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I have a lot of, we have a lot of pastor friends that are in the ministry. And many of those pastors that we talk to, their churches are still at like 50% right. where they were at right. before, before COVID. Uh, thank God that's not really been the case with us. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we're thankful for. We're going to talk about that some in just a minute. But during COVID, everything shut down, you know. At most churches, you had no children's church, you had no youth, all your volunteer ministry shut down, and it was just the, you know, small little staff that we have, and uh, we were doing the videos every week, and, but, you know, even during that time, we had the worship team that was still yes. coming up, doing, doing music for the videos, and then when we started church back, we had all the kids and youth in here with us, and that was a challenge, that you know, all the, all the kids and infants <laughs> and everybody was in here, we kind of shortened service a little bit. And then when it came, you know, things started getting back online and, and uh, back where they needed to be, we, we realized that we needed to launch our children's services and our youth services back. And your volunteer base had really been completely depleted. You know, it had just been decimated. Right. And if you look around, uh, even in our city right now, you have a lot of businesses that haven't reopened, or if they have, they've only partially reopened. Certain things they do are still closed down. And then when you ask why, it's because we can't get the we can't mm-hmm. get the workers, we can't get the help to do it. Well, the church had the same thing. You know, we we have uh, you you mentioned it earlier, but we actually have the number. It's 110. We have 110 uh, volunteers that are uh, that are employed, not employed in that way, but they they work to get things done around here and make everything happen, 
Well, when we started back, those numbers had maybe, decimated maybe and dropped. <laughs> you know, you had a lot of people, some that were comfortable coming back, some not. And it was just very hard to get everything back off the ground without those volunteers. Mm -hmm. And so we were so grateful for the ones that said, you know what, we're going to show up, we're going to be there. And we started with a skeleton, <laughs> skeleton <laughs> crew. And there was lots of issues, lots of problems. But we just kind of decided we have to pull the trigger and, and get going. And I'm so thankful for those volunteers that were like, yeah, we're going to help you do that. Yes. You know, and they got back online, mm -hmm. many of them. Because normally you try to schedule things where we only, ha at least in the kids department, we only have volunteers working once a month. Correct. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And for those weeks, it was like every week. Some of week. them worked all, the whole month, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were every week. To off. Correct. And, and then just the heart, you know, um, that you guys have as a congregation and then even as our volunteers to understand, okay, it was kind of militant. Like, okay, we got to get in the trenches. We've got to do this. And that's what we love about One Life. It's not just the volunteers, but our church family, when it, when, um, it comes down to it, we are we would link arms, and we saw that during COVID. Mm. We'll take each other. We'll take care of each other. There was a lot of uh, when we do the food train, mm -hmm. meal train, and they're like, um, I don't know, I don't think we can do meal train for like thirty families at the same time. But they, what can we do? Can we go visit? What can? There was just this family that stood up and said, What yeah. what do we need to do? And that same thing with the volunteers. What do we need to do? Yeah, and I think that it speaks to you guys. And I, that was one of the things I wanted to communicate this morning. You know, um, our church is strong and healthy. And that's, that's because of who you are, you know. And, I mean, we would have pastored either way. We would have done whatever if the church was at 50%. If 10% if had come back and most were still watching online, that, you know, we'll, we'll pastor however we can. But we were so, and we were prepared for whatever, but we were so blessed to see families, trickle back in, coming in, you know, despite the, yeah, real risk, despite issues. I'll tell you one thing that really stood out to me was we'd been open, we'd been back open, you know, last year, and then we had youth camp. And at camp, we had a, a COVID outbreak with the youth and some of the volunteers, and so we had to shut down church again for two weeks. Uh, we had, I, I forget exactly how many, but it was about 30 or so between uh, youth and adults that got COVID at camp. And we had to shut down church for two weeks. Now, we already knew what the first shutdown did. <laughs> and then we had to shut down for two weeks while everybody got, you know, cleared out. And then on that third week, I'm thinking, all right, we're going to show up to church. And how is this going to have impacted everybody? Mm -hmm. Everybody going to freak out and go, oh, man, we had an outbreak. I'm going to just keep watching online for another six months or who knows. We showed up on that third week. It looked just like this. Everybody was full. It was packed. Everybody came right back. I was like, man, who are these people <laughs> that just... Love, love our church, Lord. love God, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, we, we hit a little bump in the road, and that's how we think, but it was just a blessing to see how everyone else thought mm -hmm. of, yeah, we hit a little bump in the road, but we're just going to pick up, and we're going to keep moving, and this thing's not going to shut us down, and I'm going to say as a pastor, that really blessed us. Yes. That really blessed us to see, like, that trust, and yeah, we had a little problem at camp, but then on week three, everyone was back like, yeah, we're ready to go. We're going to keep going. We're not going to let this thing keep mm -hmm. us down. And it's a blessing to pastor people like that. I mean, yes. it's a blessing to have our arms linked with people that mm -hmm. have that kind of faith and perseverance. And so thank you, guys. We love y'all. <laughs> Give yourself a big hand.
because it, it shows what you're, you know, um, you can come into church. I, I grew up in church. Pastor grew up in church. And you can listen to sermons. But then to see a congregation that we can feel that you're going home and you're applying the word. You're, when you show up, you're worshiping and worship service. You're, you're bringing something. You're not just taking. And, and I think that that's what drains a lot of ministers is the it's just take, take. And you guys come and you're, you're not only taking from God, you're saying, hey, what can we give back? I'm coming and I'm showing up. It's not all just about me. And that was really evident in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Well, and what you're saying, I mean, we have, we have a big call as a church. It's not our call. It's our call. It's, and I, don't, I think sometimes people don't understand it. Like, yeah, we're called to the ministry, but <clears throat> the Bible says that God places each person in the church as he sees fit. <clears throat> and each of those people have a, a, a measure of, or a supply or a gift to give off. And when everybody's doing their part, the work gets done. And we mentioned earlier Man, 110 volunteers in our church, that's a lot of people that are giving off in every year. They're not all working the, on the same morning, uh, but there's a rotation of that many people. And that is what it takes to pull it off. Really, we could have double that and still still be about right where we need. So I know that sounds a big number, but no, we can always use more. Yeah, well, Especially and, the children and youth. It's, I don't know. And the more we have, what it does is it doesn't spread any one person or one group too thin. Correct. We're able to put it where you're serving once a month, and then we still have plenty of people to, uh, to do it. So we wanted to talk about a few of those ministries and just give thanks this morning. Things that we're thankful for, just talk about things that we were grateful for. And the first area is the worship team. Please give and, them a big yeah, hand. Yeah, come on, give them a big hand. Oh, my gosh. 100% volunteer. Not yeah. one of them is paid staff so, currently. So worship team is uh, just such a tremendous blessing, and it's a, it's a high... A demand position for a lot of reasons, not just the time commitment, but just the type of Christian and human being you have to be to even be part of that team, because we don't just put people up there that have a gift, and that's one thing you need to know. These aren't just people that are talented. These are people that are mature. They're praying. They're seeking God. They're living their lives right, um, and if that's not the case, then they don't stay up there, because that is that important to us, and so this group of people, they just sacrifice so much. I mean, just right off the bat, every Sunday morning, they're here at 8. Mm -hmm. Practice Practices on Tuesday. Wednesday nights here at 5.30. Like, if y'all come on Wednesday nights and you see uh, Melissa Gann in her scrubs, that's because she came straight from work. Uh, she doesn't just think that's, like, you know, classy or something like that, you know, or trendy. Um, she, come, she came straight from work. And there are others just like that. Many of them, that's the case. I know Michaeline and some others that... Uh, you know, they come straight from work. And yeah, their kids. And so, yeah, you know, kids. that's right. They have their own kids mm -hmm. and their own in things to deal with. And they come and give and give and give. And we're just so blessed by that. We get to be in here every morning during the worship and just receive the, the blessing of it and the goodness of it. But, you know, for years I was on that team uh, playing music and things like that. And it is a big commitment. It is a huge commitment, and so we are very, very grateful for you guys. Come on, can we give them one more big hand this morning, worship team? Um, I hate to mention names specifically because then you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. So let me just say we're always thankful for everyone, and, I, and we could list every single person by name and, and thank them. But I have to mention a couple people specifically that probably will be mortified that I'm mentioning their name. But... 
Uh, I already mentioned Melissa, but I, I want to mention Melissa because from the, Melissa, for those of you who don't know, she's the one in the front with the short blonde hair. Melissa, wave right here on the front row. <laughs> but, you know, from the very beginning years. of One Life, Melissa uh, is the only person other than my mom, she's the only person on the stage that was on the worship team from the very beginning and has always, always been there. She's never, like, taken a break. She, I don't know if you ever missed a service, maybe like <laughs> vacation or something, but... Like, Melissa has just been so, so faithful, and every time I see her up there, and I just think about the history, because she came, her and Doug came when we were at the old building, before mm -hmm. we ever even got in this building, and I'm pretty sure uh, she was the first person to join the worship team. It was me and mom, we were doing guitar at the hotel, but then right after that, I'm pretty sure Melissa was the first person to join the team, and has been there ever since. And trust me, it's not just being all this for anybody. <laughs> anybody that serves in any ministry, it's not just all ups. It's, it could be bumpy road. There could be feelings hurt. There could be things overlooked. All of this, you got to understand for 10 years to do something that way uh, for anybody that's serving in an area of ministry, that takes a very mature person, somebody that loves God. And so, Melissa, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And... Uh, and mom, the same way. Mom, you were with us in the hotel, and we were starting just a guitar, me and you. And, of course, you've been here the whole time as well, and just so many. Another, another person I was thinking about when we did this, uh, we're talking about this, was Miss Dana. Because she, Miss Dana's almost been here as long as Melissa. But one of the things about Miss Dana, she's our bass player. And Miss Dana did not know how to play the bass <laughs> When she, when she got on the stage, I don't think, or no, at least, at least, uh, she was just learning. So she, but she saw that we didn't have a bass player and she's like, you know what? I'm going to learn the bass. She did. And she got up there and she's a phenomenal bass player. So thank you, Miss Dana. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. And many, many, many others. We love all of you guys. Thank you all for what you do. We love you and appreciate you. Uh, another area we want to talk about was media, sound, lighting, cameras, live stream. That's our production team. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys are the ones that if anything goes wrong, they're getting fussed at. They get blamed. <laughs> like you could be a volunteer and you could do a lot of things wrong and maybe no one know, but if you're in one of these areas and you do something wrong, everyone knows. So it's kind of a uh, All across the internet. Sorry. Yeah, it could Sorry, be on guys. the internet permanently. <laughs> Why do we not have any sound? People comment on Facebook. We can't hear the sermon. Yes, that's our production team. Somebody did something wrong. Eh? <laughs> you know, who knows? And it's not always their fault. Half the time it's technology. It's just something, you uh, know, something new every week. And then you fix that problem and then there's another one mm -hmm. to new fun, figure fun out. Thing. So, so thankful for you guys. This includes uh, all of our camera guys, and sound. Ladies. And Yes. And ladies. When I say guys, it's an inclusive Like term. you guys. Northern? People. You're very northern. Y'all. Okay. <laughs> All y'all back there in the media booth. <laughs> you men's and women's. No, stop. <laughs> just stop. That's what Pastor Cedric said last week. I was just repeating him. Men's. I love him. <laughs> uh, but we have sound. We have lighting, we have screens, we have cameras, we have live stream. All of you guys in the back, let's give them a big hand. All the guys in the back and in the live stream room, on the cameras. We appreciate you guys for showing up every week and doing what you do. And um, sometimes, you know, you're back there 
in any area of ministry you're serving, but you know, you might just be clicking something or turning something up and you think, okay, this is so simple. But when you follow the trail and you think, yeah, but there are people that are watching online and y'all don't always know the reports that we get, uh, the emails that we get, the posts that we get about people's lives that were touched watching online. So when we have a, a good live stream, a good experience, and they're all intertwined, what happens in here and on live stream, they're intertwined. And so when people that don't know the gospel, they're able to watch online. People that uh, maybe are sick and can't come to our church are able to be encouraged and watch online. That all is connected to our production team. And sometimes there's been times in the ministry where we were actually reaching more people online than we were live and in service, like during COVID and things like that, where we're actually reaching more people online than here. So that's when you really understand uh, how important the production team is and, and what you guys do. So thank you again for everything. We love y'all. Okay, next part, children and youth. This is your area. I'm going to let you take it from here. You did give me the numbers. Look, there's what you told me. 42 oh volunteers and youth, 20. Is in, that per week? Uh, that's total 42 in kids and okay. 20 in youth. So 62 total volunteers in kids and youth that make it happen. <laughs> yeah, oh my we gosh. We call children's ministry the volunteer black hole because they just... <laughs> There's, it's never enough. Just feed me, feed me. It's never, never enough. Well, and just so you know, especially since there's some new faces, and some of you don't have kids or youth, um, we do a full service in both of those departments. So they, they get dropped off. They're having fun. You pick them up. They're mm. having fun. But in the in-between, while we're having service, they have uh, their own praise and worship. They have a lesson geared for their age. And then um, in the students they have small groups they have leaders that sit down with them and have conversations with them um, we don't I tell my volunteers every week we have a morning meeting you're not just a volunteer you're a minister all of our volunteers in those areas they look we're ministers when you you love on a kid you don't know what seed you're sowing and it doesn't matter how old they are and so many of us in this room are in church because of Sunday school right. or because of a children's program or some experience we had in youth group. And it sticks with you. It doesn't matter if your path, if you stay straight and narrow, it sticks with you. And so we tell them, some of you are watering seeds. Some of you are harvesting. Sometimes you'll never know. Ten years from now, that bratty kid will walk up to you and say, thank you for hanging in there. I got a few that if they don't, I'm going to call them and say, hey, your life's going great. Aren't you glad I was there? No, <laughs> I'm joking. But we, it's just an honor to love on your children and it's seasonal. I'm, I'm never planned on being back there again. I was back there the first three years of the church. And with COVID, we had to open the students. And we're back there. Brandon is back there this morning. So I can be in here. And they, they're in for a huge treat. Your kids are going to be talking about him for a week. Um, it's just, it's a team effort. It takes, okay, if you say 42, so there, that's about 10 volunteers just in my department every Sunday that it takes to run that, and they're doing. They're the ones changing. I'm done with that. I don't change dirty diapers. I'm not going to be arguing with toddlers. I'm in there with the first and fifth grade. That's my jam. I, I want to have conversations. I want to be able to say, sit down and be quiet. They listen. You know, so it's a special group of people that can yes, love on zero to fifth grader. And then the teenagers, half of y'all, I love y'all. Half of y'all are terrified to work with the teenagers. They're like, they make me feel so dumb. Their teenagers are awesome. 
They are beautiful. They are the answer to everything we're experiencing right now. They are a part of the solution. And to team with people, we have, um, what did you say, 20? 20. Oh, wow. 20, 20 volunteers. volunteers in the student center. And they are praying. Some of them are youth. They are Youth, yeah, graduated like 18, 19, yeah. And so, like, Miss Amber Babcock is leading this morning. They take it very serious. If you talk to these leaders, they'll tear up over these kids. So, you know, it's it's a high-capacity ministry, both of those. And we are just so thankful for people that will team up with us, that you have put on your boots, and you're like, okay, let's go to work, and let's sow some seeds, let's water some kids' hearts. And you don't know. We have kids coming from all kind of backgrounds. We have, uh, and I'm, when I say kids, I'm talking students too. I'm not going to keep saying students. I'm talking zero to 18. You know, you don't know what brokenness. You don't know what they dealt with that week. You don't know their pain, um, especially the older ones. They're, they're real good at keeping it inside. And when these people show up, they're ready to love on and minister to your kids and your students. And so, they definitely don't get a lot of praise. We are so thankful, and they are so gifted. So many of them are so gifted. They way outgift me. Um, I joke with some of them. I'm like, you know, if you ever want to quit your job, just let me know. We can trade spots. <laughs> half of uh, half of them, I feel like, are school teachers. I can't do school. Sorry, guys. So um, I'm so thankful for you. Well, you know what you? I was thinking about what you're saying about you never know what a kid's story is when they come right. in. You never know their future. You never know how that impact and that seed in their life is gonna is gonna impact them. And I mean, we're you're kind of living proof of that because mm-hmm. uh, according to your story, from if I'm understanding what you've told me correctly, you were the kind of the first one to get saved in your mm-hmm. family. Really, going some a neighbor was bringing you to church to Sunday school. Yeah. To Sunday school, you gave your life to Jesus, and your parents, you know, ended up following mm-hmm. after that. And then look, here we are today, sitting here, pastoring this church. So, and those people that were in that Sunday school class, they don't know your story. They don't know where you went from there. They don't know the impact and the life that was touched from there. They were just in Sunday school every week doing their little deal, and they have no way of knowing how your life Mm -hmm. was changed, how your family's life was changed, and so on. And I always think about those things, like when whatever area of ministry you're serving in, you don't know who you're touching and who you're impacting, that you don't know where they're going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and the, the... the ripples of that, and we'll only know in heaven. Right. We'll only know right. once we get there. And when you show up just as a congregation ready to give your part, to worship the Lord, to receive the word, you are, every salvation that takes place on a Sunday or Wednesday, you are getting credit for that. You've shown up re- ready to love on the Lord and mm-hmm. give off your supply, your energy, and the Lord, so much even more to me with the volunteers that are willing to serve. It's like you're getting credit. You're, you, I think sometimes we just we take for granted, especially in America, because church is so easy. We can just come to church. I love this air condition. You know, got great lights. Um, but we have, especially you have traveled around the world. And this, to have people that will show up and be, be able to be a blessing, this is a treat. And, and God sees it, especially, I think, in Western culture. He sees that you were willing out of COVID to get out of your PJs and come back. <laughs> it was hard. I heard a lot of you guys joke about, man, pastor, it is a sacrifice to get dressed and come to church now. It was so easy. Yeah, flesh done got lazy. <laughs> so. <Man, that> <laughs> right. Got to help you out with that. 
Okay, a couple other teams. So, so can we just give the children a big hand? I know they're in the back. Let them hear you. They'll watch online later. Uh, one of our other big teams, this is, this is probably, probably our second biggest volunteer team, is the Weekend Experience team. Erica and Tyler Phillips, they lead that. Let's give them a hand. And for all of you that work on our WE team, thank you. Uh, but these guys, they are, again, another group that's here early. They are setting up the orange tents. They are uh, doing the golf carts. They are doing door greeters. They're doing the coffee shop. They're overseeing every... Their whole goal in ministry is to oversee everyone's experience from the time they drive on the parking lot till the time that they leave. And they are such a tremendous blessing, smiles on their faces, working, helping, showing people around, giving them tours, helping them get from their car to the back when it's raining, rolling out the carpets, getting the umbrellas, you know, making sure everybody's dry if they can, as much as they can. And so we thank you guys and appreciate you for that. One of the things I love uh, about the WE team is it's, it's one of those areas of ministry where you have to always have a smile on your face, no matter how you're feeling, because people are coming through that door. He's, good morning, good morning, good morning, welcome, welcome, welcome. But you, ha- you have to get your attitude right, and, and they, they do. And we're just so proud of you guys, and we, uh, we thank you for it. Another thing I love about the WE team is it's a great kind of onboarding ministry for new people. It's a, it's a real easy area to get connected if uh, you're new and you want to serve and you want to help. The WE team is a great place to start, and, uh, and I love that because it helps people get acclimated and connected to the church so well, and uh, we, we hear that all the time, I mean constantly, from new people that visit. We hear constantly, man, the church, your church is so friendly. When we came, we felt welcome. We didn't feel out of place. We felt like people wanted us here, and that has to do with the WE team. That's what they're doing every morning is exactly that, making people feel welcome, make them feel like they belong here, like they're supposed to be here, and they do a fantastic job. Amen. Let's give them a big hand one more time, we team. And um, some of you may not know, um, Erica had experienced the loss of her mother at the beginning of this uh, year, and we tried, we said, Erica, you could take, she sat out a little bit, and we said, hey, you don't, you guys don't have to come back. You know, you can take as long as you need. And when it was appropriate, both of them came back, and um, she just, just gave this joy and this peace and this settledness, and she never stopped serving. And we're just, you know, that says something about right. her precious heart to push through. And she actually said, you know, it's not just, it's good for me to give in this season when I'm so brokenhearted. And I think that that stuck with me. That stuck with me that, you know, this thankfulness, we're not just doing, we're not just telling you about these ministries just to make them feel good. We are truly thankful. And when you focus on others, it helps you get through uh, tough, difficult seasons. And um, I just really proud of that. It's like sometimes that's the best medicine when you're going through something is to just give out to others and be a blessing to others and show that gratefulness like we're talking about. And uh, lastly is our security team and our ushers. Let's give them a big hand. We have uh, nine to ten guys that work security and ushers, and we're not going to talk too much to you about what they do. It's kind of, you know, like top secret. And, you know, just know if you do something, you might get karate chopped right in the back of the head. Just... (laughs) 
know about it. So Taze, no, yep. I'm joking. There's Just no Taze. Behave yourself while you're here. Behave yourself. We've had a few incidents over the years. It doesn't happen often, but we do have a few, and they're always there to take care of it and do what needs to be done. So we uh, we thank you guys for that. That any, those of you that serve in any of those capacities, many are law enforcement. We have many law enforcement uh, guys in in the church, and we thank you for serving and giving your time. And uh, again, our ushers as well. And their, their job just really to keep everybody safe and make sure nothing's happening that shouldn't be happening. And then for the ushers, just to, the fun job of handling like disturbances and things like that in church. You know, if, if your baby's like running up the aisle and trying to get on the stage or something like that, they have to help you find your way out to the family room or something <laughs> like that. Um, those types of things. And so their job's not fun because it's always usually confronting people that need to be confronted and helped, um, but it's just not fun. So, but they do a great job. So thank you guys. Let's give them one more big hand, security and ushers. And uh, again, that is about 110 total volunteers and, and adding to that all of the time. So if you w- want to serve in any of those capacities we talked about, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, the best way is to sign up at the Orange Tent, and, and somebody from our church can contact you and help you. But we are, we're always looking for people to help if you want to get involved in that way. Here's another uh, few quick thoughts on gratefulness and thankfulness this morning before we take communion. Uh, I was reading and preparing for this sermon. I was reading a couple articles, um, some of them Christian, some of them not, some of them you know uh, psychology and things like that. But I want to share a few things they said. One, one study found that the root of most psychological disorders, such as depression, stress, anxiety, is unhappiness. And what was the root of unhappiness? Ungratefulness. It, and, and these weren't Christian you know, articles, but they were just talking about how when you experience depression and stress and anxiety, it goes to you being unhappy. Well, that's kind of like a duh moment. Okay, yeah, I'm unhappy. No duh, that's the issue. But what's the root of the unhappiness? And it's being ungrateful. And it's, it's just choosing to focus on one set of facts based on another set of facts. And right now, for example, our nation, I feel like, just from observing things, I feel like our nation is very ungrateful. I feel like there's an there's a unappreciativeness for America that is, uh, you know, has swept through our country. And it, and it could be maybe in a, you know, young people or what you could say whatever. But there's not an appreciation for this, the tremendous sacrifice that has been made for this nation. There's not an appreciation for uh, our military in a lot of cases, our law enforcement, the tremendous freedoms that we have in this nation. And you go, well, our nation is not perfect. Exactly. Those are one set of facts. And then there's another set of facts. There are facts about this country that go, well, they are, you know, our country's done this, this, and this. Exactly. That's one set of facts. But there's a whole other set of facts that should cause us to be thankful and grateful and appreciative for this country that we live in. And all ungratefulness stems from that issue. All ungratefulness stems from the issue of what set of facts are you focusing on? Those of you who are married, you understand this. Right? Because there's things in your marriage, if you focus on, you're going to find yourself being very unhappy. If you go and talk with all your girlfriends and you sit around and, and do the uh, popular husband bashing, you know, scene where you're talking about the husband, well, my husband, and we try to outbash each other, you know, well, my husband did, oh, well, my husband did this, that ain't nothing. You know, what's that going to do? All you're doing is feeding ungratefulness in your life and wife bashing too, but husbands yeah. don't really do wife bashing. It's not really a thing, you know, it just. You call them nags. 
Mm-hmm. That's to their face, though. We don't do it in secret. It's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God love it. Just kidding. That was a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, but, but, it, but it's in all seriousness, husband or wife. It doesn't help to focus on the negative things about your marriage. There, there's so many things in your marriage that really just need to be overlooked, and you need to focus on a, po- a whole different set of facts. And it will cultivate and stimulate gratefulness and thankfulness in your, in your marriage. And, and actually, when you think about marriage, this is one of the things I was thinking about. Our belief about whether our spouse is a good spouse or a bad spouse, this is very important, okay? Your belief about whether your spouse is a good spouse or a bad spouse is based on perception, not reality. Okay, think about that for just a second. It can't possibly be based on reality because you don't have all information. You have a piece of information about who they are, the way they act. You see certain facts. You see certain things they do, certain things they say. And that gives you a perception about who they are. But you don't have the full set of facts. Only God has that. Only God has that. And that's why God says to pray for your enemies. They go, well, I thought we were talking about marriage. Exactly. Sometimes that's where you find yourself. But why did God say pray for your enemies? Because when you pray for your enemies, you get God's set of facts. And your perception begins to change of your enemy. When, you, when you're looking at somebody as your enemy, you're focusing on one set of facts. When you begin to pray for them, you begin to meditate and think about another set of facts. And what God will often do is he'll begin to show you how he sees that person. And he'll begin to show you how you had been seeing them wrong. And you had been seeing them incorrectly. And he's going to help you see them through his eyes. And if you've ever done that, if you've ever followed that scripture and prayed for your enemy, many times you can come out of prayer actually having compassion for that person. Where you had anger and hatred, you could come out experiencing compassion and, and uh, mercy for that person because of what God showed you as you were praying for him. Did you know that'll work in your marriage too? That'll work in your marriage as well. And we're not talking about marriage this morning, but... That a principle as it applies in marriage applies in every area of life. We could talk about your job. We could talk about your boss. We could talk about your kids. We could talk about your church. We could talk about every area of our life that when we pray and we give thanks and we get God involved, we're going to see it one way. When we yield to the flesh and we yield to Satan, we yield to the enemy, we're going to see it and think about it another way. And the purpose of Thanksgiving is to get our heart and our minds right on these topics. Amen. Want to chime in or are you just like, well, oh, I'm, amen, pastor. Yes, that's amen, good. pastor. That's okay, great. That's but the it always uh, was an aggravating scripture, if I could say that, when it says in the Bible to count it all joy when you fall into trials or tribulation. And, and I, would, I would get kind of irritated because it, it's how can you count it all joy? And um, we've just decided that... No matter what, God is faithful. That's right. The Bible says that everything that is good comes from above. So what? anything that's not good, it's not God. I don't understand why sometimes. I, don't, I can't reason with myself. I, but I have trained myself to never look at God and go, why? Why? I go, I don't understand, but I trust you. And I know uh, 2020, 21, but everybody, no matter the year, it's tough sometimes. Life hits you in the face, and you only have one response is, 
but God, and I'm going to choose joy. I don't understand this. I thought I had more time, etc. You can go through the list, but God is faithful, and God will. If you keep your heart and attitude right, your marriage, your children, your job, whatever toughness, you, one day when you get to heaven, it will all make sense, and you don't just you, that's where the faith and trust comes in yep. and that thankfulness stirs that up you know think about gumbo you got all these ingredients you got all this te- I'm, I'm very hungry right now all this stuff <laughs> and when you stir you know the gumbo will settle and it'll kind of get this film on top but when you stir it back up you see all that goodness floating in there and when you're thankful it's that you're stirring up yourself and right. you're counting it joy and it doesn't matter what I'm going through God is with me. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. Well, I think about a couple Wednesday nights ago, I was talking, uh, we were talking about the children of Israel when they found them, their backs against the Red Sea. And they didn't know that God was planning to deliver them. And so they started complaining. And they immediately start blaming Moses, blaming God. And they, didn't, they couldn't see the future of what God was going to do. But they just started complaining. And I was thinking, Man, what if they'd just done the opposite? What if they'd started going, you know what, God, you, we're here. We're, our backs are against the wall, and it looks like imminent destruction. But you know what? You've already delivered us through ten plagues in Egypt. You've already brought us this far. We've already seen the miracle work and power of your hand. We're just going to trust you to deliver us out of this situation too. How I many you know that would have been more pleasing to God than what they were doing, blaming him, blaming Moses? But that's what we do so many times. Instead of being great, yeah, you're going through something, but, you know, you can choose to give thanks to God. You can choose to be grateful. Here's a couple other things I wanted to read on that. Mental health researchers in the past few decades have established an overwhelming connection between gratitude and good health. Gratitude is positively correlated to more vitality, energy, and enthusiasm. Gratitude, this is their words, is a natural antidepressant. The effects of gratitude when practiced daily can be almost the same as medication. This is not Christian. (laughs) The effects of gratitude when practiced daily can be almost the same as medication. It produces a a feeling of long-lasting happiness and contentment, the physiological basis of which lies at the neurotransmitter level. When we express gratitude and receive the same, our brain releases dopamine, serotonin, the two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our emotions, and they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. So this is why I have said this before. Sometimes what we're going through, we're looking for a solution. We're looking for a solution. Gratitude actually is the solution in many cases. It actually is the answer. In other words, if we would just do that one thing, we would immediately change our situation. Just through gratitude. That's why it's so so powerful. Uh, Last scripture I want to read. Then we're going to receive communion. Michael, if you want to come up, we're going to receive communion in just a moment. Psalms chapter 105 says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Verse 5, remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments that he has uttered. Amen. Amen.